Hello, and welcome to the Scottish Clans. I'm Clint. Welcome today as we finish our story that we did the last episode between, with regarding the feud between the McDonald's and the McLeans. So before we get into finishing our awesome story, we have to give a shout out to my sponsor, USA Kilts. They are the best kilt maker in the United States. They offer free shipping within the United States, and they have one awesome YouTube channel. So go check usakilts.com out, as well as their video content on their YouTube channel. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get into the story. Let's finish this. Where, where do we leave off? We left off with the McLeans under Lachlan Moore being invited to the Isle of Isla, by Angus MacDonald of Kintyre in order that they might settle the transition of the Rins of Isla, a, a part of that island, from the MacDonalds to the MacLeans. And the, the MacLeans had been invited to Mullentray, where the Angus MacDonald of Kintyre was staying. He said, come stay with me, brother-in-law. Uh, we've got better provisions than you've got where you're at. We'll treat you right. Lachlan Moore had misgivings, but Angus sent another message assuring him that all would be well. They partied it up, and Lachlan and his party of McLean's, to include his hostage, Angus MacDonald's son, James, retired to a what they called in the electricscotland.com account that I'm taking this from, a longhouse. Now, I did have a listener respond, and I'm actually not looking at it right now, so forgive me if I don't give you credit by name, listener, but very helpful that in the, the Hebrides, there is a style of home that is similar to a longhouse, a Scandinavian longhouse, but in the Hebrides, they call it a black house, and I don't know if that's what they meant in the account on electricscotland.com, if it was... if. They were talking about what would be better known as a black house in the Hebrides. Anyway, Lachlan Moore McLean and his party retired to this building to stay there for the night. It's a little ways off from Mullentray. didn't say how far. But then Angus MacDonald surrounds the place with his men and said, Lachlan, come on out. We haven't had our final drink tonight with all of his men ready to pounce. Well, Lachlan... So, uh, can't think of the word. Um, well, guessing something was up, Sus uh, suspicious that something was going on, something fishy, grabs his hostage, Angus's son James, puts a puts a blade to his back and said, "Nothing's going to happen to me tonight, or you're going to lose a son." James, being able to see his father, whether through an open door or a crack somewhere, it doesn't say, but he could see his father with a drawn sword outside, sword outside the building and knew he meant business. So pleads for his life and that of his uncle, who's the one that's got the knife in the back. Isn't the story rich? And pleads for his life, pleads for his dad not to do anything. And his dad has mercy because maybe somewhere down deep inside of him, he does love his son. And and then so he backs his men off for the night. Lachlan lives to see another morning, which finds the sun coming up with Angus once again surrounding the, the building with all of his men. Angus says, everybody needs to evacuate this building. We're going to set it on fire. 
and that's everybody except two gentlemen. Now, in the account, only one of them was named, and that was a name you'll recognize from the very beginning of this story, a gentleman by the name of McDonnell Herrick. He was the one who started the whole affair, the whole thing. Now, it, he's not accountable for others' decisions during it, but he is the one who set Lachlan Moore McLean against Donald McDonald of, of Slate. And so he's, he's a guilty party here. And the other guy, I don't know why Angus had it out for him, but he said everybody can get out except for those two. And that's exactly what happened. Lachlan Moore, his hostage James, all of the rest of his men except for these two get out. And Angus burns the building down with these two inside. And thus ends the man who started the whole bloody affair between, at least this chapter, between the McDonald's and McLean's. Okay, so meanwhile, back in Duart on the Isle of Mull, there's a McLean who was up to no good. His name was Alan. Now, Alan, it doesn't say what relationship he had to Lachlan Moore. But Alan seems to think that if Lachlan Moore doesn't make it out of the situation alive, that he will be poised to take over in his stead. And so his plot is to start a rumor and to make sure it gets back to Angus MacDonald and his men. That Lachlan McLean, his men back that are still with endured. Now keep in mind, if you forget from the last episode, there's two notable hostage, hostages that Lachlan Moore had of Angus's. One was James, Angus's son, who he has with him on, on Isla. The other is Angus's brother, Ronald. He left him in chains in a dungeon back in Duart Castle. So Alan's plot is to send word to Isla that makes sure that reaches Angus that Lachlan Moore had his men back in Duart kill Ronald. He's dead. Hoping this would infuriate Angus to the point that he will kill Lachlan and Alan McLean will take over control of the territory and the clan. Well, a word did reach Angus, and yes, Angus was furious, but he didn't kill Lachlan, his brother-in-law. He had his brother Cole, so we see three brothers, Ronald back in prison in Duart, Angus, chief of the McDonald's of Kintyre, and the other brother is Cole. Angus has Cole start beheading McLean's two by two. And it, and it didn't say whether it was two by two every day or every half a day, what, at what rate they are killing men. But they started slaughtering McLean's because of the fact that Angus thinks his brother has just been killed back endured by Lachlan's men. Word of this reaches... Probably the most powerful man at this time in the Western Highlands and Isles, the Earl of Argyle, the chief of all the Campbells. The Earl of Argyle starts mustering men to go do something about this situation. But the more he gets a read on the, the situation, the less confident it, that he is that he can stop or accomplish his ends there. And, or, and stop this from going on. I don't know if he was worried about having to take on both the McLeans and the McDonald's. Should they both turn against him? I, I, I don't know what factor made him not confident that he could just take his own men out and settle this. 
but he wasn't confident. So he turns back to the Scottish king and applies to him for help. The Scottish king sends a message. Now, there is a, there's a longer story with the problems with the message getting there or anything, but eventually he did get a message through through the means of Captain James Stewart, who was at the time the Chancellor of Scotland. So James makes it through, gets the message there that, hey, you guys need to stop this and clean it up or the king will get involved. And they did. They settle it. They stopped killing men. Alan does not, Alan McLean back in Duart, who's scheming here, he does not accomplish his end. Lachlan's still alive. He gives Angus his son back, James, and he promises the release of Ronald in exchange for his release from custody and being able to go back to Duart. So everybody gets their men back except for Lachlan has to leave his son and a few other hostages with Angus as surety that whatever terms they came to, it looks like Lachlan, although it doesn't say what, that he had to promise certain conditions if he was going to be released. And so, but Lachlan gets to go back, Angus gets all his guys back, and Lachlan has to leave his son and a few other hostages with Angus. Okay, at this point it kind of looks like the whole affair is coming to its end and that everybody gets to go home and we're going to stop killing each other. Wrong. Angus, now keep in mind, if you heard our episode on the Irish branch of the McDonald's, the McDonald's are very involved in affairs in Northern Ireland. And it doesn't say what Angus had to take care of, but as soon as this whole thing looks like it's settled, he goes on a trip to Northern Ireland, to Ulster. While he's gone from his lands in Kintyre, Lachlan Moore MacLean invades with a bunch of his men and just starts wrecking shop laying waste to villages, settlements, burning buildings, killing people, just overall havoc. Well, news of this, of course, reaches Angus in Ireland, and he gathers whatever men he had with him. Maybe he recruited a few more from his kinsmen there in Northern Ireland. And he, instead of, this is interesting, rushing back to Kintyre to defend his territory from the marauding Maclean's, circumvents that whole thing and goes back and hits McLean territory, starting with the Isle of Tyree. And the destruction in the account on electricscotland.com, and I will post a link, I believe I posted a link in the comments of the previous episode. Um, if I remember, I'll post them again in this link, but if if I fail to remember, they are back there. The The link is in the other thing. You can, you can go back and read it for yourself if you want more details. But it looks like a complete destruction of the Isle of Tyree. Now, this, these things are always exaggerated, so I'm sure that there are some still buildings standing, some people left alive. But it, it was pretty general havoc that he wreaked there. And if that wasn't good enough, after he satiated his whatever he plans he had to do on Tyree, he, once again, instead of having, heading back to Kintyre and defending his property there, he heads straight to Mull and starts laying scunion on McLean territory there. <clears throat> By the way, if you're wondering what scunion is, I'll give you the same definition that I got. I was in airborne school, and one of our black hats, one of the instructors, said if there was certain, I think it was a problem with barracks, somebody hadn't cleaned something, some something wasn't up to standard, and he said something about if this problem isn't fixed fast, I'm going to start laying scunion. 
And when somebody asked what was Scunion, he said, why don't you not get this problem fixed and you'll find out. Anyway, just a little side anecdote there. So you have Lachlan Moore McLean in Kintyre burning the place down. You have Angus McDonnell burning down Lachlan Moore's territory back on the Isle of Mull. The Isle of Tyree is already a wreck. And it was just general pandemonium. And it doesn't say what stopped it. I don't know if both men just decided they were just tired of killing people and burning things down. Eventually, Lachlan Moore goes back to his place in Duart. And and eventually, I guess eventually Angus MacDonald goes back to Kintyre. It's it's a little bit, the account's a little bit fuzzy on, on some of these, this part of the story. But Lachlan isn't quite done with his feud with the McDonald's of Kintyre yet. He devises a plan where he's going to try to ally himself with a yet another major branch of McDonald's. So in this story so far, going clear back to the very beginning in the last episode, we've seen two branches. The whole thing started off with the McDonald's of Slate on the Isle of Skye. But most of the fighting was done between Angus MacDonald of Kintyre and Lachlan Moore MacLean of Duart. <clears throat> the, the branch of the MacDonalds that comes into it now actually doesn't go by the MacDonald surname, although they are a branch of the MacDonalds. They're known as, in English, the McGeans of Ardnamurkin. Hey, I'm just going to take a minute here. I'm going to briefly interrupt this part of the narrative to talk to you about my sponsor, USA Kilts. USA Kilts provides the best kilt making service that there is in the United States. And I'm sure they're, they hold their own with anybody overseas as well. They, and their, their customer service is every bit as top notch as the actual quality of the product. And I'm, I'm speaking that from personal experience. They, uh, they ship free within the United States. And it's not just kilts they have, it's, it's all sorts of, well, everything that would ever be worn with a kilt and so much more. There's erisades, which is specifically a feminine garment that's uh, Scottish in nature. There's jewelry they have. There's, I, I saw some section on bagpipes in there. I mean, it's such a broad array of things that they offer when it comes to wanting to get decked out in Scottish, more particularly and more generally, Celtic attire. So go check out their website, electricscotland.com. In addition to the website, they've got a great YouTube channel. It's got tons of cool content. It's They have things on Scottish history, Scottish culture, and then they just nerd out on the kilts. And you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, you're pretty comfortable with nerding out because that's all I ever do on here. So go there and learn everything you ever wanted to know about wearing a kilt um, anything you wanted to know about uh, Scottish culture, um, history. You've got Eric on there, who's the, the historian. You've got Rocky, who's the kilt maker. And they're both of their expertises overlap into the other. And the, anyway, just a, just a wonderful, wonderful experience on their YouTube channel. I've had, I've, I found it very informative and entertaining. So go check them out, usakilts.com and check out their YouTube channel. All right, now back to the story. And John McKeon is the chief, and it looks like he is, well, 
Here's, here's Lachlan's scheme here. He's got an unmarried mother, and it appears that John McKeon of Ardnamurkin is also not married. So he sends a proposal on behalf of his mother to John McKeon saying, hey, why don't, why don't, why don't, this is a good match. Let's get the two of you married. My mom, you, marriage. With the kind of underlying motive throughout this whole thing that if his mother was married to McKeon of Ardnamurk, and then he would for sure have McKeon's support against Angus MacDonald Kintyre. But I don't know why he would think that a pure, just this whole thing could rest on a marriage because Angus MacDonald of Kintyre's wife is Lachlan Moore McLean's sister. They're brothers-in-law. They've been fighting this whole time. So now he wants to make McKeon of Ardnamurk and his father-in-law, his stepfather-in-law, thinking that that's going to do the job. Well, the marriage was celebrated, and I'm quoting right off of the, the electricscotland.com page. The marriage was celebrated at Torlisk in Mull. But the very same night, John McKeon's chamber was forced, himself taken from his bed out of McLean's mother's arms, and 18 of his men slain because he refused to assist McLean against Angus MacDonald. These were, and are to this day, called, in a proverb, McLean's nuptials. John McLean, Mac, no, that's not, yes. Continuing the quote, John McKeon was detained a whole year in captivity by McLean and at last was released in exchange for uh, in exchange of McLean's son and the rest of the pledges which Angus MacDonald had in his hands. So in order to, which this is, this is kind of going back on something that's interesting in this story. While Lachlan Moore McLean is ravaging MacDonald territory and Angus MacDonald is ravaging McLean territory in Tyree and Mole, nowhere in here does Angus have his McLean hostages executed, which is interesting. I don't, I don't know where to, where to go with that really, but the, the, the hostages are still alive somewhere. And so Lachlan Moore says, I'll let John McKeon go back to his territory in Ardnamurkin if I can get my hostages back from Angus. And that's what happened. He, he got his hostages back. He let John McKeon go back to Ardnamurkin, maybe with his mom. I'm wondering, maybe. Anyway... I'm just going to quote, this is the last paragraph from, I haven't been very good about telling you when I'm stopping quoting, but this is the last paragraph of the story as it reads on electricscotland.com. These two islanders, Angus MacDonald and MacLean, were afterwards written for by the king and trained unto Edinburgh, the year of God, 1591, with promise safely to pass and repass unhurt or molested in their bodies or goods, and were committed both to ward within the castle of Edinburgh, where they remained not long, when they were remitted free to pass home again, for a pecunial fine and a remission granted to either of them. Their eldest sons were left as pledges for their obedience in time coming. And thus ends the bloody, bloody feud between MacLean of Duart and MacDonald of Kintyre. And so um, there might have been more to this to this uh, this scene, but there it lies the, the story of the troubles in the Western Isles between the MacLeans and the MacDonalds between the year 1586 and 1591. 
Thank you for joining me with this interesting account between the McLeans and the McDonald's. And if you want to continue the conversation, we have a Facebook group called Scottish Clans. Feel free to go there and leave a comment. And it's, it's a platform that we have for continuing the conversation based out of these podcasts. Although there's a lot of um, other general discussion going on specifically about the Scottish clans. Also, you can leave, a, leave some feedback if you'd like on the Podbean platform, whether you go to podbean.com. I think if you want the exact address, it's scottishclans.podbean.com. You can leave a, a comment there. You can go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a review, and give me some specific feedback. Aside from marking the stars or, or rating it with the stars, you can leave a comment there. And I look forward to hearing from you. And thank you for joining me once again. And until next time, Marsh and Leib Andrasta. <laughs>